The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too everybody and welcome to my brother my brother main advice show for the modern era i'm your oldest brother justin mcelroy i'm your middlest brother travis mcelroy i'm your sweet baby brother griffin mcelroy oh uh oh there's a turkey there's a turkey in the studio oh in the studio oh man not again oh not again could one of our producers come in here and get it yeah, if you could get the turkey. Any uh, one of did, you. Someone come get the turkey. The turkey has now soiled my coffee. Dillop. Dillop, could you come get it? Dillop, don't touch it like, Dillop, don't touch it like that. Suzman, show Dillop how to touch it right. Yeah. Oh, God. Suzman, no. Boy, I wish we hadn't pardoned. Boy, howdy, I wish we hadn't pardoned this turkey for all its crimes. To be fair, most of its crimes were a white collar. Um, and it has used its skills to help solve other crimes. As as everyone knows, that we may need a little bit of setup here if you don't follow the news. And perhaps, and I'll say it, it's most ill-advised policy. This administration has decided that all pardoned turkeys must live with us yep. or any other podcaster. It, our name got pulled out of the hat. Of course, everybody knows about Stinky Fred, the mm-hmm. turkey that lives at the Joe Rogan show. And uh, I'm just hoping, what podcaster do you guys hope gets a turkey next year? I kind of would like to see Mark Maron interview a turkey. He already did, if you ask me, Gallagher. Whoa. Yeah, guys, that's one is real, there, wait, he's is a there real a Maron turkey. episode with Gallagher? Oh, there's a famous Gallagher Maron episode, Travis. Get with the fucking net, dude. I am up to here in turkey shit. And uh, oh, ready boy. for the holiday to be uh, over. For those of you who can't see, Griffin just pointed to the bottom of his shoe. It, it's not really that dramatic. Nah, um, I'm swimming in it. In the fiction that we've crafted, whose house is the turkey at? Did all we of ours. Get- I think that in this world, in the fiction we've created, we were all in the same studio living together. Yeah. And, yeah, in like a full house kind of scenario. As, as okay. so many television producers who we have floated the idea of making a My Brother, My Brother, Me television show have suggested, we all live together in one swinging pad. One of us is married. One of us is in a long-term relationship. One of us is a swinging single. Also, there's like four dozen fucking turkeys in here. Yeah. Coming and here's fall, the here's the twist that makes this really special, and why I think this is coming this fall to NBC is that um, one of us is a coyote, yes, and yes. that makes things so funny and a little bit sexy with all of the fucking turkeys, right? And around. all the turkeys are like p- paying tenants, right? So like we can't eat them, right? But we want to, right? And also, uh, thank you, Justin, for not giving away because one of us is a turkey, but you don't find out which one until like season three. 
Yeah. Well, that's interesting because Justin actually said one of us is a coyote, but the idea that right. one of us is a turkey is also very powerful, Travis. And I'm going to bring this up to Ryan, who's the showrunner on this one. Uh, really, oh, we got Ryan. Ryan We Reynolds. got Ryan. No, it's just Ryan. Oh. He's, yeah, he's the exotic uh, Norwegian television showrunner. Uh, he made fucking cheers. But anyway, this is Turkey House coming. This And this has been the pilot to Turkey House. Turkey House, one coyote. This is Turkey House. This is Turkey House. And I hope you guys liked it. And this was the intro for this funny episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It was I a funny clear, introduction. Turkey House, colon, one coyote is the second season. We're doing it like Terrace House. Yeah, uh, with like you know, boy me, boy ex girl in the city, that kind of deal. It's one coyote, and then season three is Turkey House colon too many eggs. Yep. Next one is uh, Turkey House boys versus girls in the city. This one, we're drawing a line down the middle of the house, and we're putting some fucking catapults in there. Uh, so this is an advice show. Catapult, more like birdapult. That's one of the jokes. That that's one of the there. many jokes that we have in season four of Turkey House. That was supposed to be safe for the trailer for season five. I'm which sorry. Is kind of a hey, last everyone, time forget, on. forget I said it. Wow, Travis. Wow. We've got nothing. So I'm going to go back to the joke board for season five, and I'm erasing that one, and now it's blank. Uh-oh. There's no, yeah, there's no more jokes on the board. A bird well, in the hand, more like a hundred birds in the hand. If it makes you feel any better, Justin, the joke board for this episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, as far as I can tell, was Griffin makes a turkey noise. And then we just kind of, everything else was just that one little twisted Wait, brand of magic that we Griffin, you were making that turkey noise? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I thought you had a turkey with you. I was, what sorry. a betrayal. Okay, okay, okay. I was making it with my throat because uh, I am the one who was the You're turkey. the turkey. Uh, just please, God, we got to start doing the podcast. This, this, this is, is it. A little Griffin, long this is the, the podcast. Sorry. Betrayal. Is we're in it. This one's getting a little long in the gobbler, so- but you just swing that. That is on. how we finish season five, the final season of Turkey House. This one's getting along in the gobbler. So that's class the last dismissed. line of dialogue. And then we flip off we the flip light. Off the light. Class dismissed, I love. I yeah. do love class dismissed. Yeah. Every show should at the end <laughs> every show, the last episode of Law and Order should be like one of the cops is like, anyway, criminals. We, we caught, caught them all. all of you. We got all of you. <laughs> class dismissed. Turn off the lights. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Uh, I have a rare condition called laughter-induced syncope, which is a fancy way of saying I faint when I laugh too hard. All the studies I've read say the best way to treat situational fainting is to stop doing the thing that causes it. I'm not going to stop laughing, so my question is this. How do I tell my new friends they don't have to worry when I suddenly lose consciousness during a fit of laughter? That's from fainting goat girl. Sun, glasses, big, loose suit. Weekend at Bernie's. Is this anything? Huh. Is this huh. any? I'm partying with my new friend. They start cracking up so hard that they faint, but they're wearing a big sort of Blues Brothers suit and they're wearing sunglasses. I look at them and I think, hell yeah, that must be a cool thing that people are doing now is just sort of a surprise siesta situation. Or maybe have like a friend with you who, when you do this, say they're processing it, right? And like it makes it seem like, wow, not only do they enjoy my joke, they're really taking it in. Like they really, <laughs> they're really appreciating my contribution to the conversation. Hey, what was up with what just happened to you? Oh man, your joke was so fucking dope that I had to dream about it right now. 
Sometimes I hear jokes that are so funny and so cool. I think I'd like to play with that in the dream space. And so I go immediately to sleep right there and right then and there. Here's uh, I uh, we were, I've never I don't think I've ever done this on a show before, but I am going to offer wow. my services here to the question asker. Here's what's going to happen. I'll travel around with you. And when someone makes a really funny joke and you feel yourself starting to laugh too hard, I'll then make a joke of my own making to level you out <laughs> back down to the middle. <laughs> Travis is the comedy chill out tent, essentially. Yes. I'll make a joke that you go, I mean, conceptually that's funny. Yeah, it's kind of a thinker. Huh? I guess that's, yeah, that's funny in a way. It has the structure of a joke. If Justin and I are bringing the acid, Travis swings back in with the bass just to keep your pH as close to zero yes. as possible. Yes, and I'm I'm willing to do that for you, I guess for the rest of your life? Uh -oh. I guess that's what I'm yeah. offering here. I, let me tell you something about friends. Okay, oh, everybody, real, wait, hold on, give me a second, let me get in place. I'm ready to laugh about Ross and Chandler, please go. Joss, Rowey, <laughs> Fandler, <laughs> Chibi. This is my new Those set of friends. Now, let me tell you something, friends. A true friend will e still worry about you, even if they know why you fainted. Yes, I still think there should be concern. I think concern is fair. You were standing over a big pile of broken dishes. You know when you right. were laughing so hard. Um, you, you, uh, uh, you know, other unsafe things. Come on, play with me in the streets. <laughs> yes. You yeah. know, unsafe stuff. Yeah, the buzzsaw factory. Yeah. Bus, thank you. Buzzsaw factory. You were factory. working on a girder building a tall tower. Yeah, um, and it was lunch break. You were having a big 1920s sandwich. Oh, yeah. And a big old thermos of coffee with your sandwich, I guess. Having a big stogie, looking out at the 1920s New York City skyline. One of your friends tells an off-color joke. Uh, it's the 1920s, so probably about, I don't know, Eisenhower. Woo! Off you I, go. I'm concerned. Your real friends are always going to worry about you when you faint. And that's fine. That's healthy. I think that's normal. I Has this never happened to you guys? Laughing uh, so hard that you fainted? Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, no, okay, I don't think this so. has happened to me. Well, but Justin, so, you have a tendency to get a fit of the giggles in a way yeah, that I do get a Griffin fit and I giggles. don't really. I titter like a polite little mouse, but Justin, you rip and roar like a big, uh, I don't know, like a monster truck. And yeah, you, I, start, I love to laugh. you start going, and I've seen the tears flow from your eyes, the color rise to your face. I've seen you near death from enjoying I, a joke I have made so I, much. I would love a supercut of all the times that we've gotten noises out of you on this show that are more like, Bleh! like, <laughs> do you, like, like, less like, Trav, hey, Trav, do a laugh for me, like, one of us sets up. okay. And I, when I do it, I'm like, <laughs> but sometimes, Justin, when you do it, you're like, Bleh! is that what it's like? Yeah. Sometimes wow. that it's not, and it doesn't start like that, but you get there, and that's yeah. probably. So if I guess you know how Dennis Nedry sounds when he gets hit in the face with the spittle. Oh, this is a good, yeah, please, go on. You It's like you were laughing at that noise that he made. J Justin, don't take this as us slamming you or dunking you or burning you or razzing you or zapping you or anything like that. I'm saying you would pass out less if you opened the glottis a little bit. And or if you just didn't enjoy things anymore. That, no, stop it. I want Justin to have a joy-filled life. I'm just saying when you have a laugh in there, don't squish it down and give it a uh, Open the glottis and just uh, and let it out. Yeah. Um. Speaking. Of, no. Wanna, let's hear you he, try it. 
Pry open no, that Claudus and do let something them... fucking funny. Farts. <laughs> Here's what. Now let me see if this makes me. I came up with a joke. Okay. So let me say it and see if I laugh hard enough. Okay. To where? Okay. Bernie man, it's like Bernie man, but with Bernie Sanders. Is that anything? Huh. Oh God. Shit, actually, I kind of get it now, Juice. That feels good as hell. It's like I'm a, it's like I'm a, it's like I'm a laugh crock pot. It's like I'm a, a giggle pressure cooker, and I keep it, keep it down there, and I feel it more. I feel the happiness more. Uh, I'm glad I could help. Do you guys want to? That's what I'm saying. How about a Yahoo? Yes, please. Yeah. Tessa sent this in. It's from Yahoo Answers user Colin, who asks, "Hey, thanks, Tessa. I'm thankful for you. Can a principal have a paper that says list of student I don't like?" Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I was supposed to interview the principal at my school, and I walked into her office before she did, and I saw a paper that said that, and it had a list of freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Right as she walked in, she hurried up and took the list and hid it in her desk. I'm surprised this teacher needs a list because my list of people I don't like is kind of always at the forefront of my brain, just Mm. sort of cooking there i i'm shocked that this this person is having such trouble keeping track if i may perhaps they misread this the question asker misread the situation and that was the weekly list turned in by each teacher to oh. the principal so they could keep a catalog of just the worst little shits in the school you know it's like hey we're all going to get together in the teacher's lounge and compare notes about what students we don't like who we're going to like give detention to or fail just because um the ones who i don't know maybe we'll hide something in their desk and then yell at them for it you know how teachers are like chattering teeth yeah these these freaking millennials that show up with their chattering teeth causing a ruckus in my classroom <laughs> yeah you get it with their joy buzzers and i don't know their sticky hands that they use to whip across the room to collect things from one another oh i hate those their wax lips yes <laughs> oh you know what i don't like flippy. you know What's what that? i don't like what Trav? i don't like their troll dolls with their tall okay, hair okay thank you and their little weird belly buttons. Oh. They stick it in Jeff's nose, oh. and then he gets into a sneezing fit, and he, I'm trying to talk about algebra. They won't stop tickling Jeff's nose with the troll dolls. Yes. I'm going to confiscate every one of them and burn them in a big pile. Another big problem is that millennial baby names are pre- pretty wild now, and so maybe it's tough to member yeah, like those. Diplo. Diplo <laughs> is a big popular one. Skrillex. Jandis is Suzman. a huge one now. Susan John Jerndy is huge. Travis. If you guys were teachers, what subject would you teach? This is a fun question. Drama. <laughs> uh driver's ed, which means yeah. also coaching. Hell yeah. I would be driver's uh, ed. I would start I would go at it backwards how most of the time they let the coach do driver's ed. They would bring me in for driver's ed because of how good I was, but then I would have to do coaching. Uh, what would you side. coach? You know. I don't. Skateboarding. Nice. Huh. A skateboarding coach. I'd probably coach S- esports. They say those who can't do teach. So that would be actually a, a really good gig for you, Griffin, the skateboarding coach. Yeah, it's easy. Get up there. Jump. No, not like that. I'll push you. 
Let me. I'll Let push, me push you. you. I'll push you. Now make the board go up with you when you jump. No, not like that. <laughs> not. I. I would show you, but that's too easy. You need you, to find. Everybody's got their own style. You fell over gonna, again. Don't do that. I'm gonna pull out this row of bleachers. Just make the thing go up with you, and you grind all the way down it. No, not now, like that. Oh my now, god. Now do a Christ Air 360. Why are you having so much F F F's across <laughs> the board? All right, Justin, what would you teach? Oh my. Okay. Is they probably don't have any more. Just like cooking. I. You know what they need in school? Just like basic life skills. Sure. Yeah. I would. I would get. I would. You know what my class would be called? The real shit. Yeah. <laughs> what would it be? It's called the real shit. And every and I would tell st- students how it really is. I would Juice teach. The- this is a class that I wish that had been taught to me when I was in. Uh, Pirating media. Yeah, That would be another That's one. That's a that good I one. To get into. Uh, in high school, I wish that. I. This is a class I would teach of the importance of opening mail. Because, you know, sometimes you get the mail and you're like, I'll open this later. And then you open it like three weeks later and you're like, oh, that was an important Never letter. Did. I'm going to get yelled at. Right. And you yeah. think as an adult, you would just open the mail when it comes. But yeah. I feel like somebody didn't teach me that. And maybe I could go back and teach them the importance of opening mail in a timely fashion. That would be a short class. You think Justin, that, but <laughs> do it. Just, it just says in big letters. Yeah. Juice, I think you'd be a good cooking teacher for cooking class. However... The worst school fight I ever saw in my life was in my high school cooking class. It was You're a, kidding. it was a, it was like a five person, uh, like co-ed, just real hullabaloo, uh, real hooskow. So like, what do you do? You're teaching about how to make, you know, taco salad or whatever. Yeah, what you, definitely. What, what happens when that, when the hooskow breaks out? Here, Griffin and I will act it out. Okay. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. yeah. Hey, those are my tomatoes. Those are actually my tomatoes. I'm gonna let's hit each other a lot uh, with tomatoes. Okay, I'm already hitting. I'm already hitting you. I hit you in the. Face I'm hitting the neck. you back, I'm, but I'm I hitting hit, you the best and hardest. Justin, imagine I hit him in the you neck and in the torso. I hit him in the gonads. He the hit me in the gonads, and I fell down over right in my freshness is so important. Right in my orbs. Oh God, he's hitting me in both butt cheeks like bongos. Punching both Sweet. butt cheeks. Pounding, pounding, pounding. It's okay to squeeze one. Oh no, one of my butt cheeks pops. I pop one of his his fake cheeks. Oh no, it was actually real. I don't know how this has happened. Oh God, teacher, teacher, my butt juice come out. Oh, it's right down to the bone. Teacher, teacher, I see his bones. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, now, my butt is sliding down my leg. Really fresh. Oh, blueberries. God, it's in my knee. Hey, do no. you guys want to see some oh. new Fortnite dances I've been coming up with? <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing Wait, on my broken butt. Have you butt. stopped the fight to unite the class? Is this a different this is a student? student? <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> trying to unite the class hey, hey, hey. in their dislike of him? Guys, guys, cut it out. This one's called the, t- the Silly Tornado. Oh, now you're punching my butt. I hey, guess you didn't like it. No more butts punched. I would just do, I mean, I have a pretty good teaching style. Because um, it, se- have, it seemed like you, you have, just ignored it to talk about blueberries. No, I just let you fight it out. See, if I catch you fighting in class, I'm going to make you fight a whole pack of them. Oh. So you, oh. you love fighting. It, you, it's the cigarette thing. But more. So if you fight one, if you like fighting one person so much, I want to make you fight a whole pack of students. Cool. Okay. So you'll fight a big, big group the next okay, time. Okay, wait. Can I try this now? I want to see what my teaching style is. And you two fight, and I'll see if I can break it up. Uh, hey, uh, Grimbo, I really hate your guts. Oh, yeah. Hey. Kiss my nunchucks. Hey, you two. 
What's yeah. this really about? I'm proud of you, and I support you. Give hey, let's a- team up. Let's team up on this nerd teacher. I'm oh, gonna make shit. Let's beat oh, they're punching me in the butt. Oh, no, my butt. <laughs> now Griffin and I are the teachers. Okay. And Travis, you fight yourself. Okay. okay. So don't oh, listen I'm to what this guy says. In the he butt. always lies. I'm the real history teacher, <laughs> not him. Punching He's a myself fake. in the butt. He so just hard. came in here. I know he looks exactly like me. It's because he copied my skin and my face. Copied but he my does, skin and my face. I'm the real it. history teacher. I'm the real history teacher. Which one okay. do I fight? Well, okay. Say which. Say something say true about history, true, history. Real teacher. Real teacher. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Go ahead. I'm waiting. World War One was a hologram. <laughs> okay. It's my first time doing a secret Santa exchange, and I got someone who I've only met once. The only thing I know about this person is that they're into feet more than the average person. Waka waka. Wait, hold on. Read the rest their of the job, sentence, though. Their job specializes in feet. Okay. And they don't seem like the type to use standard presents, such as candles. Well, should I? Th- no one uses the candles. <laughs> that's that's not the point. Should I embrace the feet thing and get a goof? Mm-hmm. Or is there a special secret Santa ultimate present I can get them to impress? That's from Man, I'm Not Sure, in Melbourne. I'm oh. Okay, just real quick. I'm going to speak on peha- uh, is it podiatrists. Who are the feet doctors? Podiatrists. Their job specializing in feet, they probably don't like it if you describe it as like they're into feet more than the average person. Probably pro- don't love that. Yeah. My, oh, me? I'm a proctologist. Let me open up this package from my friend I've met once. Well, that's a asshole. Interesting. I've I never mean, bought a candle for somebody for a Secret Santa because they seem like someone who's just going to use the hell out of that candle. You do it because yeah. it's like in a fancy jar or like it's holiday themed. You can always go with like, I don't know, a f- like a Jimmy Dean sausage specialty yes. platter or whatever. Yes. There's a spectrum of acceptable sort of person agnostic gifts that you can get someone for the holidays. And the most base of these are you know, the Target gift card or whatever the hell. Something that you're going to, this is something that you can have and you can use, but you do not need because I don't know you enough to know your needs. Yes. This is, I have done a lot of like white elephant, Santa, you know, secret Santa things. And let me tell you, here's the, the hierarchy, the spectrum of gifts. At the top is the like, I know you so well, and I absolutely nailed this gift that you weren't expecting. A yeah, novelty so, shirt referencing an inside joke off Redbubble or some shit like right, that. That's the best. That's easily the best. Then the next step is totally generic, uh, but usable, right? Big tin of popcorn, candle, a uh, gift card, right? And then at the bottom is I sort of knew you and took mm. a stab in the dark. <laughs> that's where you get a thing where not only can I not use this, I now also don't like it. So like, cool, I don't know what to do with it. I know you like dogs. Here is a picture of some dogs framed yes. in a nice frame. Yeah, That's nothing, this is nothing you've given me. You've handed me air, essentially. I, I was gonna search for candle that smells like feet. Mm. And as I began to Google it, there was an autocomplete. So quick autocomplete challenge. Ooh. There, what are the top five things that people search for completing candle that smells like 
I, uh, I'm going to say fart. No, oh. no, incorrect. I'm going to I, I'm going to say, and this may be cheating because I saw it on like my Facebook feed, like rainy cement, like wet cement rain. No shit. Petrichor is what that, that you're looking for. Uh, books. Uh huh. Is weed? Yeah. Okay. okay. Matches. Huh. <laughs> I like that. I love the smell when I light it, but then that just goes away. How can I keep that going? That must be the one that just like haunts candle inventors of like, just can't get there. <laughs> uh, then there's candle that smells like rain. And then the last one is candle that smells like gasoline. Whoa. That's a wild, that's a wild ambiance. That might, maybe that's not somebody looking to buy that. They bought one and it smells like that and they're terrified. Or possibly that Jeff Gordon searched that 50,000 times. Yes. So much so that it shows up now as a frequently searched. What if you just put out like, like a new like Yankee candle that just was labeled like smells like candle. That would really like boggle oh, the noodle. Oh, Travis, Travis, that's so that's fucking wild. Right, here, How does that brain work? Here comes, here comes, here comes a Justin laugh. If this doesn't get it, then what will? It sounds like candle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Dang. No, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. We okay. need to invent, and this could be fairly lucrative. We've done this before at the Magic Acorn, but that was, I think we can all agree that was rude, cop out, not practical gift at all. We need something else in the popcorn bucket sort of milieu like a, a a neutral gift that's just like as good as a gift card um something like uh you know fucking paper towels god i'm always running out of these things but that, still more of a gift than that that oh yeah but that's not it right because that doesn't imply i want something that both implies i didn't know about you but i thought about the human experience right Ooh, that's a good point traff to quote so like, the you, to quote the the home wrecker in Love Actually, I don't want something I need. I want something I want. And in that one, she's talking about her boss's sex, even okay. though he's a man, he's married. What about a scarf? Again, in Love Actually, uh, she gets him a scarf, oh. and it's quite a that's that one's thorny. Because of love, actually, that oh, one's a little okay. bit thornier because she gets him a scarf. Yeah, and what about what about a laundry hamper? Not expensive, but something everyone uses. But I would never think to buy at the store. Maybe you get a laundry ha a laundry basket, like a really nice one nice with nice one. handles. Yes, mm -hmm. and then you go into their house early and you break theirs. Uh huh. Cool. And make I sure guess that could really work with anything, huh? Break that it, particular strat. Break it right in front of the front door so they see it. Like as they're leaving the house that day, like, ah, oh, dang. Wait, what's that? I got a new one at Secret Santa. What fortuitous circumstances. Put the shards of their shattered laundry hamper inside of the new laundry hamper when you give it to them. That'll really flip their fucking bean, dude. What yeah. about, oh, here's a good universal gift. Oh, he's got one. Yeah, get a big bow and put it on their car outside in the parking lot, right? And then you pull back and say, I got this you that. This is for hunters, I'm assuming? What? This is for hunters mainly, I'm assuming? A big bow, no, excuse me, like a ribbon bow. Got it, okay. And they're gonna it. look Thank out you. the window and see it, and they're gonna laugh, right? Because that's funny that you did that. 
And that's all you're huh. really going for, right? In this bleak existence is one bright moment of laughter shared with a new friend. Because you were the funny friend who put a giant bow on a car they already owned. Oceans 8 on blue ray. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, one of us says it. It's a great flick. Not enough people saw it. Sa Sandy's bringing all yes. of her heat. If it had been the first one in the series, y'all would have loved it, right? I would have loved it because we would have had two more, Oceans 9 and 10. We still need those, by the way. If you, please, I'm begging you, If please, Hollywood, make 9 and 10, or else I'm going to do a movie marathon. I'm going to have to sit in silence for four hours before I can start 11. Please don't do respect, that to me. Out of respect. Out of respect for these fallen films. I'm going to have to hire local actors to act out what I think would have happened in Ocean's 9 and 10. And while that is good for the gig economy, it's not good for my pocketbook. Okay, how about uh, you put a SD card and you wrap that up and you give it to them and they say, what's that? And you just say, Bitcoin. Huh, but but it's not? It's it, it's not, is it, it's not Bitcoin? I mean, it's not on there. It's uh, that's not how Bitcoin works. And then you and then you can just start explaining how Bitcoin works until they've left the room. <laughs> the room. How about a guest role in Ocean's Nine? Huh. Now I feel like that. This only, only works, works if you're Sandra Bullock, yeah. by the way, or someone with equivalent juice. Uh San if Sandra Bullock got me in the Secret Santa and got me like a candle, I mean I feel pretty good because I got a candle from Sandra Bullock, but I'd also be like, Ugh, Sandra Bullock, you don't know me better than this by now? Now hold on hey. just a fucking second, because I'm pretty sure old Sandy B has access to smells that you could not even fucking imagine, Travis. That's true. She she can get me the match scented candle. That's you're you're thinking too small. Like you don't know what you don't know about Hollywood smells. We oh, haven't shit. reached that echelon yet. Maybe when we walk that that troll's red carpet, we'll be taken into to the scentatorium, uh, and and get granted access to the forbidden smells. But I mean, I would love one of Sandy B's secret candles. Yeah, like can here's we? a candle that smells like winning an Oscar. Yeah. Hey. This question, a lot of questions we do don't have villains other than just like life and how it is. This one does have a villain. It is not even Thanksgiving yet. Why is this office busybody looping people into Secret Santa? My brain isn't even there yet. And we're already having to fight about Secret Santas. You could have gotten to know this person much better. You had time. Oh shit, yeah. you have time now. Well, that's a good point, Trav, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, right. I if, guess that's true. Maybe this is why the office busybody, or perhaps just friend group busybody, has done this now of like, hey, you have six weeks to like learn about this person. Uh and maybe the best present you'll give them is friendship. This is maybe. what Tuesdays with, with Maury is about, I bet. We gotta stop saying that every episode. I, I know, but I'm just so fascinated by it, but I'm afraid to read it because I think I'll be disappointed if it doesn't live up to all the predictions I've made about it over the past, you know, 500 episodes. Maybe they have put in the the legwork to get to know this person, and they really are just all about that foot life. Oh. Do, do you know what I mean? Maybe their house is a foot locker. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Maybe we were wrong at the beginning when we were like, eh, it's probably not a bit. Maybe they did put in the effort and they're like, oh, how's it going, uh, Dr. Stanson? Exquisite toes. Like, that's like the heat that they bring. <laughs> 
And I'm not saying people who are into feet are all about that, but I'm saying this particular this, this podiatrist one. is into it that deep. And also, to be fair, I think we maybe jumped to podiatrists, but all this is their job specializes in feet. They might work at a Foot Locker. Possible. Possible. If you are a podiatrist and the question answer says they specialize in feet, that seems like a weirdly general way of putting it, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like they could have given us a bit more than that. That would have given some color, I think, that would have helped. Maybe. Maybe. It's hard to say. The holidays are tough for everyone, man. It's so, so true. Is it possible so to true, find, yeah. is there like a candle sommelier that you could talk to and say, give me the candle that's the exact opposite of feet so that they can burn it in their office to create a neutral experience? I'd be hair. Are you talking about fucking smell-canceling technology, Travis? Because if so, yes. Yes. Opposite candles for the, that create the exact opposite smell waves mm. from feet. Huff the unfoot. <laughs> The unfoot. That's powerful, Trav. I think. Can you get a patent for bullshit that doesn't exist but should yes. and might? As long that, is that specifically what patents are for? Yes. This is no, mine. no. I no patents are for. I figured out a way to do things. I'm saying a patent for like. I if someone ever does this, I got this because like I thought about oh that it needed to happen. Justin, we can tell a fib to Uncle Government that we invented the unsmell. And yeah, what are they going to do? Send someone over to check? Yeah, what are they going to do? Come in and be like, oh, uh, this doesn't pass the smell test. <laughs> <laughs> See, it feels Pretty good to let them out, doesn't it? It does feel good. Just rip them, baby. Hey, if I'm going to buy some Secret Santa presents, I need to go to the money zone. Oh, well, let's go then. Get on my back. Wee! Griffin, get on Travis's back. No. All right, they'll follow behind like a sad sack. You know what I wish I could have for Christmas? Just once. A good night's sleep. But I've been sleeping on this pile of hay and rocks, and I just don't know what to do. I'll just like the baby Jesus. Just like the baby Jesus. Except all year round, and not just at Christmas. What do I do, fellas? Oh, geez, Travis. Well, boy, you gotta go to Casper. Uh, Yeah. You gotta also tell us if you're gonna set us up like that. Because sometimes I thought that you were driving this car, and then I looked outside, and you were like a a half mile behind us, and Justin and I were in the back seat trading. I I thought Travis was driving, and Griffin and I decided to like look at some of the local flora and fauna while he drove us to our destination. No, I was driving. I just needed you all to check the map to see where I was going. Okay. (laughs) Oh, bud. Yeah. Listen, that's a full time gig. I can't. I can't be occupied with that. Casper's great. I'm trying to do my. uh, I'm trying to do my Sudoku's back here. Casper makes the mattresses they're so nice we all got them uh got the in-laws in town right now they're about to crash on our casper so psyched so jealous actually of them uh and they there's products guys these products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies and uh yeah the, the original casper it combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface and it's got sync, it's got bounce in just the correct sort of ratio that you want. And also they got that 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial that you're, um, that it's gonna do you just right. Justin, take it over. So here's what you're gonna do. You, you don't wanna take our word for it. You wanna find we out for yourself. We are untrustworthy, we are shady. Proven. Go to casper.com slash brother and use the code brother 
at checkout, and you're going to get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash brother and using the code brother at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, there's a 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. Just give it a whirl. Casper.com slash my brother, and then use the code brother at checkout to save 100 bucks. I want to tell you about my new service that I've invented. It's called Blay Ubrin. And basically okay. what I do with this service is I send you already made meals and then okay. you're going to take those meals and break them back down to their individual components. Like and a puzzle. Then, yes, exactly like a puzzle, except it's like if you bought a puzzle and it was already done in the box and then you had to take it apart. Fuck, that sounds good. I yeah. would love to smash big puzzles for a living. And here's the, the best part of puzzles. The best part about Blay Uprin is that when you are done, you're going to ship that on to somebody else, and then they're going to take those individualized ingredients. They're going to make a meal out of it. Right? Are they going to eat it? You're asking. No, that would be disgusting at this point because it's easily like two or three weeks old. They're going to ship it on to the next person who's going to break it back down to the end, and so on, and so on, and so on. And okay, if that's fascinating, Travis, but I want to give you a counter proposal. Okay. How about this? Uh huh. How about instead of that, whatever that was, it wasn't comedy, but whatever that was, uh -huh. Travis. How about instead of that? They head on over to Blue Apron oh. and get ingredients delivered to them, uh -huh. and they can make something worth celebrating this holiday season. You know, uh, uh, so they, they have make a lot the of meal options. And then do they send the meal to someone? No, no. You actually consume it on site huh. in front of God and everybody. Uh, there is a, a wide array of Blue Apron recipes. They can send you, you know, kind of customize it to different diets. I've been going a little healthier lately. Last night, Sid made a. Lettuce wraps with uh, some beef and farro in it is delicious. It's delicious. They have wonderful uh, meals that you can make at home. They're fun to make. And uh, if I'll say even more fun to eat. Whoa. Yet maybe this this season, give yourself the gift of learning how to be one of the great chefs. And I don't mean competent in the kitchen. That's what Blue Apron wants me to say. What I'm going to say is begin your journey towards becoming the next Ratatouille chef guy, uh -huh. Remy. Thank you. Uh, you just start now. Bring the magic of the kitchen back <laughs> and enjoy a home. <laughs> bring the magic back. Bring back the magic of your bring kitchen. Hey, and bring that back. Bring Magic Mike back to your kitchen and have him cook you a home-cooked meal. Uh, check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash mybrother. That's blueapron.com slash my brother. Blue Apron. Cook more. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right, that's enough of that. We got this. Can I Yahoo? Please, Please do. do. This one was sent in by Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. It's uh, Yahoo Answers user. Uh, oh, geez. I am male. Who asks? Before Tarzan learned about humans, uh huh. why is he the only one who's wearing a cloth while the rest of his gorilla families are naked? Okay. Well, I assume... It's because gorillas have a natural protection for their bits, uh, what with, you know, fur and hair and stuff, and just the way that they walk. Where humans, because we stand upright, uh, would have that genitalia exposed uh, and dangerous. Plus, 
It would really hurt when you're swinging on vines. Counter. Okay. Tarz, you don't know that Tarzan doesn't have a patch of fur down there to protect his stuff. Well, I mean, I assume which he I mean, has his, some his monster, fur, his, you know what I mean? His monster bush, Trav. Yeah. Because he lives in the, <laughs> hey, Trav, he lives in the jungle where they don't have electric razors and shit. So he's probably got mad fur down there. But he probably uses like a humorous animal tool like on the Flintstones where we would have like, I don't know, well, I almost said a beaver, but that's a little too on the nose, huh? They have, and I'm thinking about this now, in Flintstones, he had some sort of weird like prehistoric squirrel guy, right? Who like chewed off his beard when he shaved in the morning. Do you use this? Wait a minute. Is that real? Uh, Travis is not. Travis is speaking gospel. Like they had animals that uh, 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 occupied. Right? Like his teeth would go like. And they, that's net. But it's his. He's eating Fred Flintstone's beer tree. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. I don't think. He, he does, I think it falls harmlessly to the floor. But Justin, you're. There's. He's getting. Okay, stop. No, you haven't he's, even like driven get to the heart of the question. You're in year 2019. I'm in year 3120. Let me get to my shit. <laughs> Saying that he is eating some beard. That's what I'm saying. Yes, but let Griffin some finish because I can see where Griffin's going. Let and- me pour- come with me down the road, the rest of the highway, because you're a hundred thousand miles behind me. He trims the beard. You know he's doing bush work as well. <laughs> unless they unless they have a separate nastier prehistoric <laughs> squirrel. That gets Impossible. in there for the edge Impossible. work. It's not possible. That's it's not uh, efficient. It's not cost efficient. It's wasteful. Hey, he Frank, has... can we talk? It's me, your shaving squirrel. This is no longer a living. Um, <laughs> I've been talking with. What the... are you talking about? It's a symbiotic uh, relationship. It's not though, because I don't eat the pubes. I don't need the pubes to live. Um, I've been talking. I need with, your face hair to live. Yes, I've been talking with the mammoth that you use to wash your dishes, and I've been talking with the pterodactyl you use to play your records, and we've decided to unionize, Fred. Uh, and basically, the one point, the one point we all agree on is none of us want to eat your pubes. And this, uh, can you imagine the squirrels all sitting around, and one squirrel is like, uh, you know, the worst part about people is when they make you eat their bush. <laughs> And then all the other squirrels just fall completely silent. And start doing like, Jeremy, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah you know, when um when they make you eat their <laughs> That doesn't happen. No, that's nothing. It's nothing. Okay. We've agreed we agree that's nothing. But can we also agree it's pretty whack that Tarzan reached a certain age and his gorilla family is like you got to cover that thing up, <laughs> that, That's weird. What is it's so weird on there? Cover that shit up, dude. I can see your whole penis, look, dude. Cover it. Look at Grago's right now. Look at yours. Now look at yours. It's different, isn't it? Cover yours up, Tarzan. It's so different. I can see your whole boopus. <laughs> that would be a completely different Tarzan experience if, like, Jane and, like, the other, like, the whole party was there and... And Tarzan just walked in sans loincloth, and everyone's just like, oh, God. And they're just, like, looking to the sky as he's like, I, Tarzan. They're like, yes. Yes, we are aware. Um, your whole business is just there, Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan's business? And that then you have to explain, I don't know, modesty? 
he like steals a top hat from the 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 wealthy uh, benefactor of this expedition and puts it on his head, and he does a little dance with the Rosie O'Donnell gorilla. But the whole time, the mini driver character is like, dude, <laughs> oh boy, dude, bud, it's out your thing, please. How often do you think animals in nature are out like running around or whatever and just thinking like, man, I wish we could cover this stuff up. I would love to have pants right now. It's <laughs> cool. And I'll tell you why. It's because I just ran over some reeds and I got nipped a few times by him. And I wish I had some sort of sh- shell or protection like the turtle has. It's also like cold. Yep. Man, I wish I had clothes on. <laughs> oh boy. All right. I could have done another 15 minutes on animal genitalia. Yeah, sure. I want to munch. Squad. I want to munch. Squad. I've been hearing from a lot of my Canadian friends about Chris's Pizza. Huh. Now, Chris's Pizza is a product of Boston Pizza, which is owned, of course, by Dragon's Den stalwart Jim Trilliving. Used to be a Mountie. Man, that always sounds now like you're saying successful. Jim for a living. Go on. Nope, it's Jim Trilliving. Uh, yeah, he owns uh, Mr. Lube, owns Boston Pizza. Huge success. And Boston Pizza is going hard this year. Uh, they are going hard because it is the holiday season, and they are bringing you a caroling pizza box. Huh? Huh? Now this isn't going to seem that wild, but we'll 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 get to it. So the, the the pizza box, when you open it, it will play the song "Carol of the Bells." How? Oh, how? So you open it, and I'm assuming they're you know we perfected this technology with greeting cards. Uh, you just open it, and then it'll play Carol of the Bells, right? Uh, Boston Pizza's Niels Van Oyen, a senior marketing manager, says that uh, many of its pizza recipes are unexpected and creative, so it wanted creative assets to match. He says that a caroling box is a continuing expression of the brand's unique point of view. Oh, that's a long sentence that means nothing. Here's our point of view. What if the box sang? Now, boys, why are they making a caroling pizza box, you might ask? Well, for one, they're seeing takeout and delivery become increasingly relevant. Boston Pizza is classically sort of a sit-down chain where you can enjoy a nice poutine pizza with your family. But right now they're providing something very special, and it's the Christmas pizza. Huh. Imagine a pizza Wait, give me a second. Love. Okay. Okay. I've, Imagine okay. it with all your favorite toppings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now get a rake and <laughs> sc- scrape all of those off. Okay. Okay. So the good toppings are off, right? Yeah. So now we're going to scoop on their seasoned rotisserie tur- turkey. Okay. A housemade stuffing. Okay. Rosemary sage cream sauce. Oh, okay. And Italian cheeses. Okay. And then we're going to ladle on. Ooh. Some warm turkey gravy. Oh, boy. Some warm turkey gravy. And right in the middle, a huge dollop of cranberry sauce. Oh, boy. Oh, I... And when you buy it, 
you get a free Toblerone. <laughs> with okay, it. okay, that's not on it. The whole time I was like, "This sounds dope as hell." Waiting for the goof to kick in. It's receiving a free Toblerone at the end that really takes it over the top for me for some reason. You get a free Toblerone. I would I, uh, with this delicious pizza. Here's what I would be afraid of. Now we are, of course, uh, forewarned, but. If I was somebody who just like ordered a pizza from them and it came and I opened the box and as upon opening the box began making any kind of noise at all whatsoever, I would drop it on the ground. Like I would throw it across the room, assuming, I don't know, there's a swarm of bees or something inside. Is there bees inside? There, and then, uh, sorry, I'm reading down here a little bit. There are bees inside. Just to let you know how wild this place gets, they also have cranberry barbecue ribs. Huh. I don't understand this restaurant at all. Well, we ordered a shitload of cranberries. We just got them. We got to put them on everything. The box sings to you, and it's got Thanksgiving inside it. Yeah. That's, uh, this, is, this is one of the best things you've ever brought, I would say, Justin. Hey, if you guys can be quiet for 30 seconds, I want to play you an ad for it. That's, that's right. Munch Squad AV. Here we go. Christmas pizza, Boston pizza, this is an ad for a pizza. Cranberry sauce, gravy on toss, turkey as well. And also cheese. Why is there cheese? Cause we love cheese, turkey and cheese for kinds of cheese. Come try our Christmas pizza, this commercial's from Boston pizza. It's a turkey dinner on a pizza. Pizza underneath the turkey dinner. Christmas pizza, free Toblerone with the pizza. Get it today, Boston pizza, gather around. Free so Toblerone. That's, that's what <laughs> Free Toblerone in the pizza, I but do. not on the pizza. Don't get it twisted. It will certainly melt in the delivery process, guaranteed. I really appreciate that you did that, Justin, because it did answer my one qualm with this incredible Thanksgiving pizza, which is that it, they still went ahead and put some fucking cheese on it. It's not. They did put cheese on not, it. The rest of it, whatever, cranberry stuffing, mama's broccoli salad, whatever, like go nuts on it. And it's, you know, Thanksgiving on a on some crust. I'm into that. But then they actually also melted some cheese all over it. Mm-hmm. And that commercial kindly explains, well, we like cheese. Yeah. Okay, Boston pizza. <laughs> hey, because we had cheese is what they should have yeah. said. Hey, Jim, for a living. We have you, it with a bucket Jim, load. Jim, for a living, could you step into R&D real quick? Uh, so, uh, wait, hold on. Let me do my fucking gym for a living. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we did what you asked, and we put a whole fucking Thanksgiving dinner on a Christmas pizza for some reason. Oh, that's great. Oh, that uh, is great. The problem is- I love the, I love the sound of this pizza. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing to hold it all. It's just a bunch of wet, goopy ingredients kind of piled onto- a flat surface is just going everywhere. So, well, let me think about my assets. I got Mr. Lube. Does that? Is no, that I help? would say that just it, that would make it more goopy. I would argue. Oh, okay, I also own Boston Pizza, the restaurant that we're <laughs> standing in right now. And you know what we got at Boston Pizza? Pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you get there. Because that's going to be real satisfying. Singing boxes. I don't know, Jim. You had us working on that, too. Can't we just make regular pizza with, like, cheese? It's just that I didn't get my dog food in pizza. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. God damn it. These rocket boots were supposed to (laughs) kick on whenever I said cheese, and I was going to blast out the ceiling. Okay. God damn it. All right. Hold on one second. Fuck. Let me try again. Hold on. 
Jeez! Oh God, he exploded! <laughs> oh, no. Am I am I still here? No, you're on fire! Ah, oh, damn it! Hold on, let me. Bit He's this melting out. the hey. cheese on the pizza. <gasps> it's there. Perfect. You go. It was all part of my plan. Anyway, glad I could help. Jeez! Okay, now it's working. God damn now it! Worked that time. Ah, oh, shit. Hey, how about another question? Yeah, do you have a question about what just happened? I don't have any questions about what just happened. Makes perfect sense to all me. All track to me. I'm gonna need to travel for work this week, and I said I was thinking of driving myself while my coworkers thinking of flying or taking the train. It was a boring start. <laughs> Let's hang in there though. Together, so far well, it's pretty no, boring. I don't see what's but... boring. The rest of the question is, and if we leave at the same time, and I'm going sixty miles an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Uh. Uh, sorry, um, let me find my place here. The coworker who I absolutely can't stand said it would be cost effective if I took someone with me. Pointing to himself. <laughs> yeah, we got it. I think I responded kind of non-committally. How the fuck do I shut this down so I don't have an aneurysm during a three-hour drive with this completely insufferable person? <sighs> this is tough because it is more cost efficient. Yeah, it is. That... That's true. It's much more cost efficient. Uh, You could tell them your car's cursed, and anytime you drive with someone, they die. Okay, but that's going to be tough to believe, I worry. Yeah, but I'd also argue if this insufferable person isn't also completely dense, they're going to read between the lines and get that you don't want to ride with them. Do you think that? Because I find that people... One of the things that they lack, people who are tough to kind of hang out with a lot, one of the things that they tend to lack is sort of basic, you know? Yeah. Kind of like the the stuff that we all kind of agree to without saying it. Right. Yeah. Just sort of like the stuff where like we all get it. Like the type of person who would invite themselves along on a three plus hour road trip with someone who they don't really get along with. Well, they don't know. See, okay, Trav, here's the thing. They don't know they don't get along with you. This is what I'm saying. They don't have the stuff. You know, they don't have what it takes. Okay, I'm I'm changing my mind on this. You need to go on this road trip. It's the holiday season. And if holiday planes, trains, automobiles, I love it. What's the one with the dude from Married with Children uh, where he goes to pick up his, I guess, new son, like stepson or something? You remember that one? It's not called No. Sorry. Yes, with Tim Allen, Timothy Allen. No, right? JTT. No, there's that one. JTT's I'll be home for it. Christmas. No, on that one he goes home by himself. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about though. I'm talking about the one with Ed O'Neill. Good flick, though, good flick. Where he goes to pick up the kid and has to like drive him back to his family. You know the one, Duff. Yes, thank you. Ed O'Neill's only been in one movie. If you had led with, if you had just said the words Ed I O'Neill, said Ed there's O'Neill an eighty percent chance twice. Duff. Dutch. Good flick. It was Dutch. Damn it. <laughs> Dutch. Griffin, it was Dutch. Uh, did Justin play it? It wasn't Duff. It was Dutch. Damn it. It was Dutch. Duff's my Duff's my porn parody. <laughs> huh. That's a weird one. That's a weird conversion there, Justin. Okay. So anyway, do a planes, trains, and automobiles with them. It was Dutch. I gotta stop doing this podcast with the two of you. The, the cover of the movie has him carrying the child in a bag. Wow, that is grim. Yeah. The T in Dutch in the title is just him shrugging, which says a lot about the movie to me. Ethan Embry is in it. 
Ethan Embry is not in my porn parody. I do not know where you heard that. I could never afford Ethan Embry. No, he's in Dutch. Love. He plays Doyle. The two, du- the two main characters <laughs> in this movie are Dutch Dooley and Doyle Standish. That's rough. Uh, I, th- I say go on the road. <laughs> to get to know his girlfriend's son, a working class good guy, volunteers to pick him up from a I'm prep getting, school. I'm going to play Pokemon. Only you to learn that her fun. son isn't the nicest kid. Written by John Hughes. (laughs) What else about Dutch? Joe Beth Williams is in it. Oh, huge. I'm going to look at the trivia. Right now, I feel like how 80% of our audience feels when we discuss Frasier. I I finally get it, everybody. Can we talk about Frasier real quick? Oh, my God. And In a meta sense, not one that requires knowledge of Frasier. People who... Uh, uh, like, uh, listen to our show. Talk a lot about how our Frasier jokes go over their head because they never watched Frasier. And I want to be kind of clear about something. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't watch Frasier either. Yeah. Like, we don't know. We osmosed some Frasier. There was Frasier particulate in the air at, that we inhaled. At most, I have watched. I would say forty-five minutes of Frasier non-consecutively. Yeah. Nobody. Hey, guys, don't sweat it. Nobody watched Frasier. Like, nobody watched Frasier. We all just agreed. We all allowed it to be on. But nobody actually watched Frasier. So don't... There's not some context you're missing here. It's Kelsey Grammer. He's... Fancy uh, boys. A fancy boys, but the dad's isn't. And he has a dog in a stinky chair. That's it. End of synopsis. Can I do... Should I do another question? Because I almost certainly cut about 90% of that hot Dutch material and threw it right in the... the, (laughs) Oh, that should be the porn version. Hot Dutch. Hot Dutch material. Now, wait a minute. Travis now, has just opened up a cool idea, which is just like, <laughs> if you want to make a pornography Jaws, you would just do Hot Jaws. Hot Jaws. <laughs> Mel Gibson turned down the role of Dutch. Are you fuck? You can't pivot back nothing around. Is Dutch. Dutch we- is nothing. If you don't, if our audience doesn't get fucking Frasier, they're not going to get Dutch. Okay. Can I- <laughs> none of us saw. None of us on this call saw Dutch. Is that a, is that agreed? Oh, wait, are hold we, on, are- guys. This is a tasty one. This is a tasty. Six of fifteen people found this interesting. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Travis. I gotta fucking because you said it. I had to sing the tasty <laughs> Dutch trivia jingle, okay. or people will go wild. It's Dutch. Don't worry too much, because it's time for Dutch. Hot Dutch trivia. Now, there's a piece of trivia. Six of 15 found this interesting. Dutch, parentheses, Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Wait, hold <laughs> on. Hit, right? You're seeing nine out of 15 people that cared enough to go look at the trivia and for to Dutch. rate it. Very good. <laughs> looked at it and said, this actually isn't very interesting. I'm sorry that I wasted so much time looking at the trivia yes. for Dutch. And you said, hold on, I gotta yeah, put I gotta this on a podcast. Dutch, parentheses, Ed O'Neill, in parentheses, says that at one point in his life he drove a concrete truck period he and doyle later hitch a ride on a truck that carries concrete pipes end of trivia why are we talking about this fucking movie so much there's some trivia too but it's mostly spoilers Sometimes I don't know how to stop it, Griff. That's what worries. That's what I get worried. I've tried a few times, Justin. I'm gonna have to say you're a little bit complicit. You did write a whole song for Travis's. It's a jingle. Okay. If you're not gonna do them, I got to. I got a. I got another Yahoo here, and we'll do it real fast. Okay. I need to, we got to end I'm on not. I'm looking through Dutch. the cast list down. Graham like, Robots at the bottom. Just trying to see Graham if there's Robot. any hidden from gems. Yahoo Answers user La 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 who asks, "When you catch a frisbee, what are your options?" Huh. 
Huh. When you catch a frisbee, what are your options? Like keep it, catch it with both hands or one hand is cool. You can do the one where you jump in the air and you catch it under your leg like you're a neat youth pastor. Behind I would the back. say the uh, best option is to always act like it's the first time you've ever successfully caught a frisbee. And yep. make it make it a real celebration, you know what I mean? Because catching is not assumed, right? There's no guarantee in this world that you're going to catch that frisbee. So let's treat every time like it's your first. Yep. Uh, you could also got- catch it and take a big bite out of it. Yeah, catch it in your mouth like a doggy and take a big bite out of it, but then nobody can throw the frisbee. So that's actually not, I'm going to say that's actually not one of your options. I mean, it is an option. I would say probably the the biggest crack up you could do would be to catch it and then immediately spin around 180 degrees and chuck it as hard as you can at a person that is not there. Yeah. That would be a real crack up. Yeah. And you can shout like, catch dad. And then you throw it to nobody as far as you can, and then you can look kind of sad, and no one's going to ask you to clarify what just happened. I guarantee it. You know, the director of Dutch, it was his last movie he directed. You could throw it up in the air and then have it come right back (laughs) down to you and then say, like, it's just me from now on. You guys can go home, and you keep throwing it up to yourself. You could catch it and be like, oh, nice, Dutch on DVD. Yeah. But this only works if the Frisbee is Dutch on DVD. Correct. For, for, you could or have disc, another guess. Frisbee that you throw at the other Frisbee in midair to, to knock it out. And, and when you do that, you yell, Beyblade, rip it up. <laughs> this has been our show, you my brother, my brother and me. <laughs> do a catch backfl- or to throw. Do a backflip in midair. If you are in Canada and you get one of these Christmas pizzas, clap. please tweet us a picture. Make it clap right on that frisbee disc. What it looks like, because I bet it does not look as tantalizing as these images make it appear. I feel like that could break bad really easily. And if you are listening to this and Dutch is your favorite movie, I'm please let me know. I'm hanging up on the Skype call. You guys finish it. Bye. <laughs> please let me know if Dutch is your favorite movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, Griffin did leave. So anyway, uh, this has been my brother, my brother, me. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're going to download Dutch today yep. and. Uh, Oh, Griff's okay, back. Good. Thank goodness. I want to thank uh, John we, Roderick and the Long Winters. I'm just going to barrel on through because I I won't I won't reference the I D can, movie I again. Can, I can do a noise cancellation. The D movie is the, of course, the third sequel to the B movie. Okay. All right. Now we're back in safe territory. We Make a joke about B movie. Got it all out of our system. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead, Travis. Uh, the latest episode of Paul Bart Mall Cop Till Death Do Us Blart. Uh, is out now where we watch Pablo Bart Cop 2 every Thanksgiving. Uh, the three of us and Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat from Worst Idea of All Time. Episode 5 is up now if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, also, because it is a new month, there's lots of new merch to check out over at macroymerch.com. Um, we're excited to see you all at Candle Nights here in a couple weeks. If you're going to beat the show, make sure you send in questions. Make sure you write uh, that they are uh, you know, for the Candle Night show in the subject line. That goes for Yahoo's as well. Uh, what else, fellas? Oh, if you, uh, if you can't come to Candle Nights, you can still uh, be a Candle Nights star. Uh, every year, uh, Riley Smurl and the other two Smurls, all the whole Smurl family from, of Still Buffering fame, uh, raise money. This year, uh, it's going to uh, contact a uh, Huntington-based organization. This is a 24-hour rape crisis center. And uh, it, it's it's a fine, uh, fine organization. And for just $5, you can get a Candle Nights star that we will display during the, uh, during the show. 
So that's I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely, honestly, um, that's that's. I think you should go do that right now. I uh, want to thank John Roderick <clears throat> and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Great tune, great track, uh, one of the best. Uh, it's Rolling Stone's best song. They said they Rolling said Stone. It. Rolling Stone said best song. Uh, and thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go check out that hot new website, MaximumFun.org. Go look at all the shows on it. Oh, Mar- you know what's a great gift? At it. You know what's what's a great gift to get someone? If you say the, Dutch on DVD, no, I swear to God. The knowledge that in just a couple months, they are going to receive a copy of the Adventure Zone graphic novel book three. Oh, you right. can pre-order that now, maybe include like a, a letter about it and an envelope that says, hey, in July, this book's all yours. It's based on the Pedals to the Metal arc, and it is so good, y'all. Super like, good. It's so good. Uh, You're going to like it. I got a final Yahoo here. This one was sent in by Jeanette. Thanks, Jeanette. It's from an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Dumpy, asks, what was the best decade of the 1990s? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me, kiss your dad, square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, five. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors and... Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor and I'm a medical enthusiast and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. Mm-hmm.